Spawn on Me is the premier podcast spotlighting people of color. Every week, we talk news, what we've been playing, and tell you who's invited to the cookout. Our show is all about talking about gaming through a prism of blackness because we are the culture. Welcome to Bukaka, y'all. I loved that intro. One, I am super excited to be taking over Spawn on Me tonight. And tonight's episode is going to be Women of the FGC. I'm Janae Benet, the hostess with the mostest, and we're going to be talking to some other ladies in the FGC. So we're about to introduce them right now. So we got Professor Highkick, wave to the people. And we also got SMG Princess. And we also have Nymphiax. Uh, Name one thing that that drew you to the FGC and one thing that made you want to run from the FGC. Oh my God, what made me want to run? Oh my God. <laughs> well, what's going on, guys? I'm Professor High Kick. My first move made is always a high kick. I'm a commentator, I'm a competitor, and I run Ladies' Night, a safe space for the women in the FGC. What made me want to join the FGC? Uh, I would say the competition, the competition and the people. And also NLBC when I first went there on my birthday a few years back. Um, what makes me want to run? Uh, I don't know. Sometimes I would say sometimes the competition, but you know, I just have to get over it. That's all. But other than that, nothing really. I just hope things get a little better. But other than that, I like it here. And thank you for having me, Janae. I appreciate yes, of it. Of course. Of course. SMG Princess, you're next. I was wondering which order we were going in. But uh, yeah. yeah, I am SMG Princess, also known as Anna. I am a content creator on YouTube and Twitch, mainly in like Netherrealm Studios games like Mortal Kombat and Injustice. Um, and yeah, what made me attracted to the FGC was the competitiveness and also the community and the tournaments, you know, traveling to Las Vegas or Chicago and uh, going to those conventions and just so many people with the same love of the game just was really attractive to me. Um, what is making me run away from the FGC? I don't know. I, I think maybe it might be the ignorance of a lot of people, like especially people with a platform who choose to be ignorant is kind of, you know, dis- disappointing to me. Um, but I'm not going to run away from the FGC. I would rather attempt to reform it and to fix it rather than run away, you know? I agree. The end. Okay. Nymph, Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Nim. So what got me into the FGC? Oh, first, I'm originally like into cosplay and just playing video games in general. I stream on Twitch, started to make a little bit of content for that for other platforms. But for the most part, I cosplay. And honestly, what got me into the FGC? I would say, seriously, it'd probably be my boyfriend. We both got super invested in fighting games. And then it just kind of took off. We made our own local and then I just got involved in more events. I met wonderful people and I'm just absolutely in love with, you know, joining. I would never regret it. Um, something that would make me, that would have made me run from the FGC. Um, I'm going to have to agree with everyone. You can't make me just run from the FGC now, but I will agree with some of the, with a lot of the things that have been going on, we could really, you know, go back to, 
reforming this community. That way everyone feels safe and accepted. So that'd be a start. Wow. You guys had all such good answers. I like it. Um, so pretty much we are all in it for the competitiveness and the community. And that's the same reason why I came into it too. And one thing that does make me want to run like, oh, y'all tripping is the community. I just... I, I would love to fix it. Uh, and I think that is going to lead us into our first topic, which is talking about the, not in depth, talking about the recent transgressions in the FTC, but more so the fact that there is a code of conduct being developed. And with that happening, it's supposed to make a lot of things better, it's supposed to have a lot more regulations. So one, I just wanted to ask you, what do you think about a code of conduct for the community in general? Well, I think it anybody. may or may not help. Oh, <laughs> okay, yeah, no, I think it may or may not help. I'm not, the reason why I say, oh, I'm iffy about it is because are you gonna, are they gonna hold everybody to that standard? For instance, say someone has been in the scene for years and they're of high stature and they do something and they do something and it's swept under the rug as opposed to somebody who just got here and it's like they've done something really bad i i don't care what it is you know whether it be pedophilia anything like that and they get outed but the person who's who is of high stature gets um swept under the rug you don't want that to happen so what is code of conduct would it affect everybody if it does then i'm all for it because it's for some reason i kind of see that there's always there's always someone who slot who gets a slide who gets a pass you know and, and i don't like that at all that's literally my next question was you know what do you think if it doesn't apply to everybody because some people you could be talking about could be tos right some people you're talking right. about could be like long-term streamers and stuff like that like they've been here but it's like oh well that person doesn't mean that you know but like those people should know better so yeah, I definitely have to agree on that because, I mean, just because they've been here longer doesn't mean that they have to necessarily stay. <laughs> like, right. we should hold everyone up to these standards to be better for everyone. I agree. People shouldn't just be able to slide because they have, like, this huge wave of clout They sh or they're really good at pushing buttons. Like, that doesn't excuse you from your behavior, especially because... Um, a lot of these people, like, oh, like, oh, yeah, that's the that's the old head. We know about him. No, 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 no. We can't keep letting that slide. Like, it's you're never too old to change. You're never too old to see something differently. Or maybe you didn't realize you were being abusive or toxic, or you were grooming. You know, you're old. People are basically always ready to learn. So I feel like as long as everyone's held to the same that same code of conduct, the community as a whole will get better and it will become easier to just maintain that code of conduct instead of having to call this person out and this person needs to get executed. You know, it, we'll start seeing less of that if we equally move forward together. Anything, Anna? No? <laughs> I mean, I agree. <laughs> I agree for the most part, but honestly, I feel like a code of conduct is not going to stop predators from being predators. You know what I mean? Like, you can't change someone based on text. You know, if that's really sure. what they want to do, if they want to sexually harass or assault someone, they'll do it regardless of a code of conduct. 
But I think it would be good for like more minor situations, like maybe language and、um, discrimination, those type of things. It can help in, but I don't think it can change a person. So I'm not sure how effective it would be. But I, I'm curious to see it. Like I want it to happen, and I want to see what what's gonna happen if we did implement a code of conduct. I think that's a really interesting point、uh, because. It is good on paper, right? And it is to be like, oh, let's not discriminate against people. Let's, you know, make sure we like watch our language. Let's make sure if these games say that they're, you know, PG thirteen, like let's keep the scene, like you know, the venue PG thirteen and things like that. It's just really interesting that it may not do anything concerning the bigger cases because other sports have already figured that out. But the reason that other sports have already figured out what they need to do is because everyone is signed to someone. No one is playing as independent, and in the FGC, it's a lot of independent people. People not getting PR training, people not getting like therapy, you know, and things that they need that comes with being on a team. We know that teams have really good resources for people. We know that teams have like a lot of money and things like that, but the problem is, is that a lot of people are independent. How are you going to control, or how are you going to set a standard for people when they think their standard is okay, and that's why they do whatever they want, and what they're doing is malicious? So, I think you guys all made some really, really good points. And I'm curious to see how it's going to work out as well, and how they're going to change it. But the the major difference with the FGC is that it is grassroots. It is like you know the poorest esport, <laughs> you know, right now. Like、mm-hmm. there's not a lot of money to go around to everyone, and that's why people are like, I'm just going to show up. But I think that's also a good thing about it because anybody can do it if you own a console or if you have access to a console. Man, there was a guy. Here in Chicago, who didn't even own what was it Street Fighter? He didn't even own a copy, and he was like whooping on everybody. And you know that's that's really cool that he was able to do that. So I think that it's a good and bad thing that anyone can just walk into the FGC. So I agree with you, though. I want to know what it's actually going to do and like how it's going to affect it because. You can write things down all day. You know, you can say, "Hey, don't walk on the grass," but until like you can go back to someone's employer and be like, "They're doing this, 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 and that."、Uh, also, I wanted to touch、uh, I, on. Some, oh, I'm sorry.、Yeah. I just wanted to no, add to that really quick. Well,、yeah. the code of conduct, in my opinion, I kind of feel like it's just holding it's holding people accountable. So instead of just saying I'm gonna hold someone accountable, you know, the book, you know, it's basically written in stone. We're gonna hold them accountable because we can all say it, but are we gonna do it? You know, and it wasn't just on pedophilia; it's just something I had at the time. Yeah, yeah no, I shouldn't be laughing、sure. about I mean, that, but it's like everything. Recently happened. Like every day, there has、right. been. Like it literally evolved from. It literally evolved from drugging people, you know what I mean, to like then sexual harassment,、right. to like harassing minors, and it's just it's just really that's been the timeline. Anna, ever since we went to Evo, has that not been the thing? It started with that, and then it's just like continued on since then. And Evo was a year ago, like a year now. We've been talking about the wrongdoings in the FGC. Back down. 
and the har- and the harassment as well. You know, it really. I'm sorry, Anna. After the the Red Bull after party, no worries. Oh my goodness. Do you remember the Red Bull after party at Evo last year? So many things. Happened. Remember, I didn't go. It was whack. It was wacky. Shouldn't have. <laughs> I I was I had no business being there. I regret it. But yeah. Since that time, and all these women came out with allegations against others, I feel like that was a pivotal moment, where the FGC was like, okay, what is going on? You know, like these people that we know like are doing this. Like they're groping. They're sexually assaulting and harassing other women like i witnessed one of the players being dragged out of the party by security because he was literally groping a woman in front of everyone you know and the whole line the whole line that was waiting outside like all witnessed it and it was so embarrassing but i i feel like it's important that we accept that we have these type of people among us and they might be your favorite commentator or your mm-hmm. favorite TO or your player, you know? It's just, I feel like they're they're choosing to be ignorant and not wanting to believe it. Or if they hear it, they, they just don't give attention to it because they don't want it to be real, you know? And there's still so yeah, much more. Yeah, so we shouldn't be know, starstruck. Right. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. Well, speaking of starstruck, doing things for clout and things like that, I know that we all have ran into our issues where people are like, you know, you don't really play games, blah, 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 um, to bring up the topic that we were just talking about or to add to it. I am happy that something's happening when women actually say something. I think that's what the code of conduct is going to help is that there is a structure now for when I say, hey, this happened to me. And before I really, not even before, right now, I think women are not as protected in the FGC as they should be because they don't view us as 51%. You know, like if we complain about it, they're like, okay, but there's still a whole bunch of dudes that are buying tickets to come see it. So now I think it's starting to get like serious because now the people who are paying the people that we're paying to go see at these tournaments are now the offenders and so they have to pay attention to that and do more so definitely i appreciate that uh on top of that i definitely wanted to let you guys uh go around and pretty much share your own stories about feeling unprotected as a gamer as a black gamer as a black woman gamer um, any anything like that. I think those stories are always like really important uh, just because it's not only in gaming does this happen. So not only are we like chasing cloud or doing this or doing that in gaming, it's like everyday life. It's like anime. It's like, hey, I like this fast car. That's a boy car. And it's like, you know, what do you know about that? And it's like, I had the money to buy it. Did you have the money to buy it? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, whoever wants to start first, you can give us a little tidbit of some of the crazy things that just happen to you on, like, day-to-day basis and things like that. Honestly, it's super funny that you brought up the car thing because, like, like freshman year, my second year of college, I had, like, a 
old school 87 like souped up chevy camaro like it was gorgeous car and i knew was like, you oh. was gonna say a camaro because that's the one that always does it. they'd be like what you know and you'd be like you know what? yeah they'd be like girl you drive sick like oh this is your boyfriend's car like no this is my car <laughs> yeah um honestly so like i said i've been super new to the fgc i would say I'm taking I've been taking this probably super seriously for the last two years and some events I get like the like the the pseudo comments so I haven't haven't felt like full-on oh you're a girl you suck like I haven't felt that yeah. just because of the community I've been in thankfully it's very supportive I love my Kent FGC I love my Ohio like FGC groups everywhere but I actually had my first uh when I did my first Tekken tournament I never owned Tekken 7, but I played it with my friends, and they all played, and I wanted to support um, Kent FGC and Akron's FGC uh, local event. The first first match I won, I was so pumped, and I remember the guy said, he didn't say good job or anything like that. He's like, oh, I don't even play this game. I play Street Fighter. And then in okay, that moment, so I took you have on the sticks and I wrote you. <laughs> in that moment, okay. I... I wanted to say, okay, but I don't own Tekken 7. Because it was true. Right. At that time, I didn't own Tekken flex 7. Flex on them next time. Y'all have yeah. to flex. He didn't want to take that flex. loss. That's all. He's going to say anything because right. he didn't want to take that loss. Man, yeah. nah. Hold that out. Mm-hmm. Hold that to your and chest. That's when I, and that's when I first learned about stuff like that. Cause I, and me and Janae knows I was super nervous about competing in the first place. So after I won, I'm like jittery, like, oh, I can't believe I did it. Oh, I have to go play another game now. And then I was just pumped. And I talked to my friends about it. And Zalius is like, oh, that guy's just OS saying, man, like, did you tell him you don't own Tekken 7? And I, and I was like, no, no, I didn't. I didn't. But next time I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm confident now. I'm super confident myself. I'm confident when I compete. And if you want to OS all you want, then we can go there. <laughs> I think it's interesting that in any instance, people find a way to make microaggressions at us. Like, it's just wild. And that's some wild energy. Like, it's just a very wild type of energy to me to just be like, yeah, I don't own this or I don't play or whatever. And you should have just been like, you should have been like weird flex but okay like you just if you are good at a game you know you can adapt or you cannot adapt but you can't make excuses for yourself like professor high kick said anna i know you're a streamer and weird things happen to you all the time do you experience more microaggressions or flat out like aggressions like which one is more common um I would say both, but I don't get them as much anymore. Um, I remember there was a time where I was just like minding my own business and I got a tweet of someone in the NRS community and literally they just said, SMG princess doesn't deserve all the subs that she has on YouTube. Like, what the hell does that even mean? And then he's, he's like, this person, this person deserves more subs than her. And he named like some other guy oh, that wow. was only posting gameplay videos with no camera, no videos. <laughs> and he wasn't getting as me. And I'm but you know like, what's writing. funny is like YouTube is free. <laughs> like, <laughs> YouTube is free. Anybody can like it. 
Yeah, exactly. Okay. But like, I, I was so mad because I have, I've uploaded over a thousand videos and the person that he was comparing me with only had about a hundred videos. Oh, wow. And they, they had about 10,000 subs less than me. And it's like, why are you even comparing us in the first place? We make different content. You didn't even have to bring my name up. You didn't. Mm -hmm. And it's insane because that just caused a ripple effect in the NRS community. And I had people yeah. like making it into something else that it wasn't. And I feel like if I wasn't a woman, even a woman of color, I, I wouldn't have been in that situation. You know, I feel like they they really took advantage of this and of minding my own business. I feel like a lot of women go through that. It's kind of like we get those undeserved attacks all of a sudden you know like why yeah. i was just minding my own <laughs> I didn't yeah and i i feel like i feel like there's the the undeserved attacks always come and it's never like a undeserved praise you know what i mean like yeah. uh Nin just won an apex tournament with um netflix and some mm -hmm. dude somewhere fixed his mouth to say, yeah, but it was only like a women's only tournament and they didn't invite me because I would have. And it's like, why? Why did you have to do that? And it's not even like no one thinks you're good at Apex. Like, but she got an article written about her and I don't even think it was like CNN. Forbes, like it was just like an article. It was just a plain Jane article being like, this is what happened and this was the winner because people want to know who win. And it's just minding your own business always calls for attention when you're a woman, black woman, woman of color, any of that stuff. And it gets real annoying. Like it's funny because, um, if you play Splatoon, you know they always make you pick a side. Like the last time yeah. I played Splatoon, it was like ketchup versus mayonnaise. And that's what it seems like in everyday life. It's like, you either like this person or you like that person. There's no in between. And that's silly to me because like, how, like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know who raised these people. I don't, I'm not sure. <laughs> Uh, it's just like society as a whole always somehow sees like black women as like a we have a giant target on our face for some reason like, yeah. just just coming to ruin my day like like well, bro unbothered <laughs> professor um okay i've had a few from back when i was young but um because <laughs> you made me think all about it <laughs> um but it it all rings the thing. Uh, it all rings into your woman. You shouldn't be. You shouldn't be. Um. You shouldn't be able to play a video game, or you shouldn't know how to play a video game. And it's like, where did y'all get this from? And we're all human, right? I spend time to put to um to make sure I get good at a video game. You should too. You know. And even if it's an hour a day, and I got a lot going on <laughs> for you to say that, you know. Yeah. Uh, I think like that's really at NLBC. Weird. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. At NLBC, there was a guy that I there was a guy that I was um playing at NLBC. I I, th I kind of think he thought that I was supposed to be dad at Tekken, and I beat him in a bracket, and there was no handshake from him. He walked away. He was pissed. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, always, walked away mad. <laughs> they just. <mad. laughs> I'm like, okay. 
punch you? I was okay. Have a good one. Like <laughs> anyway, Rona coming up in a couple of years. I don't know you. That's look. That's Here's right. <laughs> I think that that's and then real he, really, he was really upset oh. because I commentated after that. And I'm like, what was it? Right. It was like, I told him we were doing wrong during the match. That would have been hilarious. He would have been like, see, he should have sidestepped. But instead, that would have been hilarious. He'd been so Oh, he didn't mad. make it that far. He didn't make it that far in bracket. One time I mean, he didn't have it. During y'all match. During y'all match, you should have, like, oh. called it. And, like, <laughs> you trash. <laughs> um, I do that would have been hilarious, but... <laughs> I think it's interesting that people always want to say that we don't play games or we're bad at it. And it's like, only boys play games. But like, boys have girls. <laughs> like, they have kids. And they're like, you know, I'm into even, it. So for- not even only playing games. Because I had mentioned a few months ago on Twitter, I made a statement saying that um, I decided to go into commentary, and when I tell you that <laughs> I, got attacked, I got attacked by men in the FGC with big platforms, I'm not going to say their names, but if you look back, you can probably find the thread on my Twitter page. I was shocked. They were like, oh, well, you don't know anything about commentary. You don't know the first thing about commentary. You have to know every single thing about the game that you're commentating on. You have to be really good at the game. You have to do this and that. And like, I was like, why are you mansplaining me? I didn't ask you for it. You know, like, all I did was express express my my interest in commentating. And I swear to God, that just kind of like shut down my interest for it. And I was like, you know what? Never mind. <laughs> Let me just- and, that, and that's what happened. I think I think that I was, because I've always wanted to be on air talent. I went to school for broadcast journalism. So when I got into esports, I was like, oh, commentator. And then I was like, but I'm not really good with analysis, right? But it does scare you because you're like, I don't know everything. I got to be twice as good. And half of them up there don't even iron their shirt. Shade, a lot of shade. <laughs> You know, they don't. And it's like, they just get up here looking any type of way and know half about the game. So that's dumb for one. Um, and two, I was just talking about this earlier. Some some people are just salty over anything. Like for example, when Meg the Stallion did a mashup with Crunchyroll, a lot of people were like, y'all fake anime girls. Y'all don't like anime. Because when Meg tell you about anime, and then someone was like, well, why do you feel like we don't like anime? Well, when your boyfriend tried to introduce you, stop, I heard enough, you're mad. Just say that. Say you picked a trash anime to show your girl and she wasn't impressed. Say that. Say that. Like, say she, because she probably saw you on the internet, like, Goku can beat anybody. And she was like, You a clown. Like, I don't want to deal with this. (laughs) They do it everywhere. Like, even if Black women get other Black women interested, we fake, we phony, we all of us. All of us. All, all of like, and you know, I'm sure Meg got a lot of other girls into anime and other dudes into anime, and like that's cool. I just don't see the problem where people get introduced to things at different stages. Like, 
I'll never watch One Piece. You know what I'm saying? I'm too, my my 10 year thing is Naruto. 10, 20 year thing is Naruto. But like, I'll never watch One Piece. And I don't care who I'm in love with for the next decade. You know what I'm saying? Because it used to be Childish Gambino. Um, but I'm not going to be like, oh my gosh, she's watching One Piece. I'm going to watch it. That's too long. And I don't stand nobody that hard, you know? But it's like, I was never really into Star Wars. And then like, you know, he's always like been like a super Star Wars fan. And I followed him when he was on like Awkward Black Girl and stuff like that. And then I was like, oh, I'm gonna watch the Star Wars thing. But like, to me, it was never like a, I hate Star Wars. I was just like, I don't get it. And then nobody I knew who was Black was into Star Wars. So I was like... I don't really get it. And even till this day, when you talk to like a lot of um, black people who are in the sci-fi, they're like, yeah, my grandmom was watching Star Trek. You know, my mom was watching this, watching that. And that's how they got into it. And I didn't have that. Like my mom wasn't interested in Star Trek and things like that. So it's just weird how like us introducing it to other people is still a problem. Because if I didn't know anything about the FGC, Professor Highkick, Anna or Nim, or like, yeah, come to a tournament. And then like, I sat down and I played a game, you know, they would be like, are you here with your boyfriend? And I'd be like, no, my friend over there is whooping on everybody. She invited me. Um, and what's really <laughs> the most amazing story I have is I threw the biggest tournament in Colorado before DreamHack existed. And I was running the tournament and I was walking around making sure everybody's okay. Um, Cause no one were like really knew me by face, right? Cause it's like a bigger tournament. Um, and someone was like, yeah, are you here with your boyfriend? And I was like, no, it's my event. Can I help you with something? And you know, just to watch them be like this black girl. Cause there was like no black women there. You know what I mean? Like none. And then, you know, women even less. And so for them to see like this black lady being like, do you need help with something? This is actually my event. It's just like, they be getting embarrassed, but she'd be like, this is how you sound, dumb. That's that's exactly how you sound. <laughs> so, yeah. So we are actually going to take a super quick break and we'll be back. We'll take like two or so minutes, I think. So if y'all need water, go get water, all that fun stuff. I wanted to keep the conversation rolling. And just ask you, what do you want for the future of the FGC? Like, if somebody was like, Professor Highkick, Nim, here is a million dollars. How would you improve the scene and make it work for the future? Hold on. Professor Highkick, I think you're muted. Can you hear me? I'm so sorry. Okay, so like I said before, you cannot buy inclusivity. No, but I would think that things would get better. But getting, before getting back to that, um, but I, I hope we can make more locals, you know, because not everybody can travel. So I'm hoping, you know, so I'm hoping that we can um, have more locals in our areas. And that would therefore more people can come out, you know, because I know majors can be expensive. Even though they're fun, they can be very expensive. And just going to a local, spending about ten dollars to play at the venue, or twenty dollars to play at the venue and go to the tournament, that that could be a really fun experience, you know. And then you can try your hand at commentating and even doing stuff behind the scenes to see what you like in the um, FGC. That's how I got my start. Okay. You know? SMG Princess, did you hear the question? Uh, can you can you hear me? <laughs> 
Yeah, I can hear you. Did you, I, like, did I don't you want to be too loud. <laughs> You're not loud. I'm laughing so hard. Um, what was the question? Sorry. I said, I want to know what you are looking forward to in the future. Like if someone gave you a million dollars and was like, how would you improve the FGC? This is a million dollars for you to do what you want to do to what's your future vision of the FGC if you if you have bankroll? Um, uh, I'm going to think as if coronavirus never existed because I'm not sure what the future holds with that. <laughs> but um, I really want to see more events. I want us to really stand out on the map, just like Call of Duty and the, the first person shooter scene. Um, they have a huge events and they have like their actual esports. You know, I want the FGC to be esports. You know, I want us to have our own game awards. I don't want the game awards. Like they, they never freaking include fighting games. I want us to have our own game awards for the FGC. You know, like I want us to really stand out. And right now, like people forget about fighting games. They don't consider it a, you know, they don't consider some of our games triple A. Like Mortal Kombat is triple A. You know, Tekken 7 is triple A. You know what I mean? Like they are, they should be having way more attention than they do now so i really i really want that for the fgc to kind of just stand out a little bit more more creators too more content creators will be good oh yeah 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 oh can i add to that what about hall of fame like yeah. they do like yeah like what they do with wwe and stuff like that i've always loved watching that you know when it's like let, let's do that for fighting games as well you know, top players, top streamers, top commentators, and not even just that. People who have actually made noise. They don't have to be top anything, you know? Actually made an impact and an impression without being a top anything, because that has happened before. You know, call that out at the Hall of Fame, too. That would be so awesome. Everybody comes through, you know, <laughs> now trying to get, get um, glam, but everybody comes through and, and well-dressed, you know, takes pictures, stuff like that. And this, this is for a I fighting game? Well yes, dressed. it is. Well-dressed. Y'all can't yes. come in just anything. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta come well-dressed. Love it. That would be so dope. That would be so dope. Okay, I had some time to think about my answer, but it's pretty much... <laughs> I'm gonna pretty much steal from High Kick because locals is like the whole local scene is what really, really got me truly invested. And it's just to go off of what everyone said before. I didn't think I'd be interested even being a TO or helping run a tournament or anything like that, even competing. So if we, if I feel like if I had all that money, I would definitely reinvest in getting, you know, people access to locals. like. I would love to run like just like a, my own cafe that has like a little gaming lounge attached to it just to be like, yeah, come here, come play games. People could come host their tournaments here. They could just host, you know, nights where they just teach people how to play the game and then boom, I have pizza, whatever. Like something cool like that. That's definitely what I would do because it, again, FGC, it brings back the community, which starts with probably playing fighting games with your friends and then now you have more mm -hmm. friends and strangers to beat up 
Yeah, I really dig all of those answers. And uh, Nim, the yours, yours is closest to my heart because that's what I tried to accomplish with the gaming dojo. But I didn't mm-hmm. have the money, so I had to shut it down. But I loved it. Like, I loved having people come out. I love being in the midst of it, like walking, um, walking from one station to another, and it's a different game. It's different hype. It's different people. One thing that I would work on first and foremost is getting internet to everybody. I know that there are some places that don't have internet, so they can't compete, and that gets really frustrating. Like I see on my LinkedIn all the time, there's this guy who's like really interested in like, you know, African esports. like everywhere in Africa gets into esports, And I think that's dope. And especially because I learned about Jamaica Esports Initiative, they are able to play people from like Brazil and other places because the internet is getting better and things like that. And there was an interview that I didn't get to get because I couldn't talk to him via PR or something or another, but there was a guy playing in a tournament at the Combo Breaker maybe two, three years ago now. And he was like, I'm here because I want to bring awareness that there isn't internet everywhere for people to even play these games. Yeah. And he was like, that's why I'm playing. And I don't even think he was from like any part in Africa. I think he could have been from like, Haiti or something. He was from somewhere completely different, but I just thought that was interesting. And I was like, yeah, like we, we definitely need more of that. We need more uh, Wi-Fi to be eligible everywhere, not just, you know, everywhere else, but here as well. Um, I would also love to go back to my after school program and be able to gift kids like laptops, consoles, and things like that, uh, just to let them know that they can do it and that, you know, it's something bigger. Like being in technology is so important. You know how they used to tell us, like, you're going to have to learn how to send an email, you're going to have to learn how to type mm-hmm. this stuff like that. And mm-hmm. that stuff was true. But it's like, what's the standard for it now? Like, what are they telling kids that they have to learn? I'm sure it's like a line of code even to just understand. And I just feel like black and brown kids don't really get introduced to technology and code as much as they should. And, you know, we're great at everything. (laughs) Like anything that we know we can do, we're going to be great at it. So Mm -hmm. I'm hoping that the FGC gets a million dollars to uplift communities and do all these other important things like there's there's so much work that needs to be done and i definitely agree with all of you guys like hall of fame game awards like making it um making us prime time we are yeah. people say fgc is poverty right. you know and that's not just because everyone's independent it's because all you need is a console i don't know these new consoles going for like 500 dollars. So i don't know how poverty you know that is but it's because everything else requires a pc you know i wish i would tell my um jamaican mom that i need a stack for a freaking computer. She'd be like, Fiwa, what do you need? And I'd be like, never mind. Like, I'm too scared. Um, so I can only imagine, you know, and I know that Fortnite makes esports look sexy because, you know, all the little kids were like doing the dances and their parents were like, what are you doing? And then that uh, tournament came out where the prize was like $3 million. So I know more people are like, yeah, like my kid loves that game, but it's like, 
not everyone's going to compete and win. And you're going to be mad at your kid that you spent 1500 and, you know, they're not <laughs> placing or anything, but there's like other jobs. They don't just have to, they don't just have to like, you know, be um, great. You know, we got to teach them that they can do other things, but I'm getting off the topic of FGC. So we just go swim to live back <laughs> Um, yeah, really quickly, uh, Professor Heikit, can you tell us more of how you started Ladies Night and Tech In and everything like that? Yeah. Um, so I went to NLBC for the first time I heard someone say there aren't enough women in FGC. And I'm like, I have to fly by her. <laughs> it doesn't exist. So yeah. I started a Twitter post about it, just asking, you know, all the women in FGC, please, you know, either use a wave emoji or like, or like, or retweet. And I got so many replies. So I said, you know what? I'm going to start, I'm going to start something. And, um, for Tekken and only one woman came out. That was my friend, um, Wu Beauty. And that was my first attempt. The second attempt, I got a few more people, including SMG, um, Princess, and they were in the Discord. It was the third attempt that it find that it actually took off, and all the women were in the um the Twitter chat and the Discord, and they wanted to um not only empower each other but get better at the game, and that's all I ever truly wanted them to do, you know, or wanted to do myself. Why not train with women, get better with women? And it's not a segregation issue; it's just the fact that women not everybody feels comfortable playing with the guys because of how they might have been treated in the past. So we play with women and you empower each other and you go out to tournament and to tournament and hey, you win in the tournament. And who did you train with? Your fellow girlfriends, you know? So that's all Ladies Night really is. And from there, we had newsletters. Um, G Princess was in the news, one of the newsletters. Um, so it was Cuddle, Kawaii Face Miles, and that's just the name of you. Um, ladies at Box Light. And that's just to name a few. Um, then after that, we have sessions, second seven sessions, um, more quarterly. They'll come back soon, as well as a tournament. That that will be soon, you know. And um, I get, I think I get Twitter Twitter DMs almost every day saying thank you for this existing, and you know, and they, and I just want to thank the other women that also have different safe spaces for women as well, because it's honestly we to help empower women. We don't need to compete against each other. And that that's everybody. But you know, I'm not talking about the guys right now. I'm talking about the women. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like as women, we need to empower each other. You know, not everybody's gonna do it. That's fine. But for the most part, just empower each other, just um give each other compliments, cheer for each other when when you go out go up to um a tournament, commentary, anything. You know, it helps. It really does. Yeah, I think my motto, you know, like Issa Rae said, I'm rooting for everybody black. And then when I go somewhere and then it's black women, I'm like, I'm rooting for everybody. That's a black woman. Um, <laughs> so I actually have a question about you're talking about like not segregated, but more so safe spaces. And I'm all about safe spaces. Of course, I want to mm -hmm. to know if you guys think that having a women only tournament can be a double-edged sword and as in like it depends who's behind it uh it depends like you know who's invited and like how it's how pretty much it's being put together 
So it's definitely a double-edged sword because, yeah, it creates that safe space. You know, some, for example, take me. I at first wasn't super comfortable competing at all because I felt like everyone was out of my league. And then if I'm like, oh, it's a women's only tournament. Oh, great. I can meet some girlfriends or I talking to girls is a lot easier for me. And it would be that would seem like such a great idea. But then at the same time, it's it's almost it's almost saying, are these women not good enough to play in the regular tournaments or the tournaments with the men, with the big players? And it's like it. And and that's that's, again, the double edged sword of it. Because you want to showcase the women, but now, all of a sudden, now we're not good enough, and that's and that's the sucky part about it. Because I love showcases, I I love being introduced to more professional, um, more competitive and professional people in the FGC. Whether that's women who get to commentate, women who are competing, like it's great to see that. But then, in the back of your mind, they're like, dang, why is it? Why is she just on the regular, the regular Evo main screen? Like, why is she on this side indie project? You know, so it kind of hurts. But I hope there's a way we can somehow rectify that, just from a well, newbie perspective. Mm-hmm. Oh no, no. Most of what you're saying, I agree with. The only thing I don't is um when you said um basically basically. I'll say this when we do women's only tournaments it's not really trying to separate them or anything like that like why is she com- why is she not commenting turn it on why is she not commentating at um at evo evo is a totally different thing than um than exhibitions or to- or on women's only tournaments i don't think we're really trying to get it as a major as a major or anything like that but it, like i said these women's tournaments are to empower say hi say hi oh that's my son <laughs> my women's those women's only tournaments are to empower more so than to separate everybody which i don't understand why people always issue with that you know i i just don't i don't i don't understand that i probably won't either only because i'm thinking about it through my standpoint which is you know we're there to showcase those women and to make sure that they're that they feel okay when they go out to tournaments and so forth and it's all in good fun but there will be ignorant um, thoughts and thought processes that go with it. Yeah, I like. I really like wish everyone saw it from your mindset because that's like I said. I would love the showcases more, but then just you're right. It's just like people have that ignorant mindset that oh, they have to be segregated or something like that. So right. And it's not really. It, it, and it's not really segregation. So I, I I don't know. See, the thing is, is that we. It, it to me, I think <laughs> after a little while, I kind of think some people are like, I don't want to use the word bipolar because that's the wrong word to use. But one minute you want something for the women, and the next minute they want and the next minute you don't they want to have right. their cake and eat it too. Yeah, that's right. Anna, what do you think? So, I mean, I don't think that it's a double edged sword um i agree with professor high kick i think people are going to complain no matter what okay it doesn't matter what you do people will always have something to complain about these women only tournaments are opportunities for the women who don't regularly join you know the the normal tournaments 
if they don't feel comfortable joining that because it's there's an abundance of men in those tournaments um maybe they want right. to join a women's only tournament and develop friendships like new relationships mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff you feel like you're part of something you know and i feel like that's so important and it's not like you're taking anything away from other people we are not canceling mm -hmm. tournaments normal tournaments to make women only tournament. It's just a little extra right. and it's not hurting anybody. It's only making the community better. And I think those people that complain about it are just, you know, they're just going to complain about anything anyway. So like Professor Highkick said, <laughs> just ignore them, you know, <laughs> try to educate right. them. Otherwise just ignore them because it's just, they're going to do it regardless. So I, I don't think we should stop. I, sh I think we should do more women tournaments actually. Maybe even LGBTQ tournaments. Sure, why not? Mm -hmm. It's not taking away from anybody. Right. You know? Yeah, I, I agree with you. The only way I feel like it's double-edged is when it's done by like a people you don't know that normally supports women. That's when I start getting nervous. It's like... It's like seeing that Overwatch, what was it? That Overwatch jersey dress. And it was like a cheerleader outfit that was for oh, yeah. girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what that feels like. Yeah. And so it's it, it it's always important to be like, you know, I want to do this with this type of person, or I want to do this uh with like, you know, to be like, well, who's the head of this and how much can we trust mm -hmm. them? That's the only time I get iffy, but like I, I would support definitely LGBTQ. Um, I would support LGBTQ. I would support you know uh, black. I would support uh, like women gaming, like all that, all of that stuff because it's for just sure. it's important for y'all to feel safe. Period. Like we want everybody to feel safe and just listening to people's stories, how like people treat them off camera. Like say if I was a part of the LGBTQ community and I was uh, competing and then I'm on camera, no one's going to say anything to me. But if I'm like playing my match, like I've heard of people shaking people chairs, calling them derogatory names, things like that. And I was like, well, I would have just had to catch a case that day because you can't treat people like that. You can't. Yeah, exactly. Um. So yeah, I just want to thank you all for talking to me, coming to hang out with me. I appreciate it. You know, I love you guys. Um, I got to learn to stop saying you guys, but I can't. Like, I don't know how to stop saying you guys. Um, I've been trying it for years and it's just like, no. Like, even when I'm talking to my mom and my sisters, I'd be like, you guys. My mom be like, what? I'd be like, sorry, mommy. <laughs> I mean, mommy, ma'am. Um, yeah, I just want to thank you all for coming and plug yourselves really quickly. Go ahead. You guys want to spit some bars? I'll beatbox. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> plug yourself. <laughs> plug yourselves. Okay, you can find me on Twitter um, at Tanisha Jane, T-A-N-E-I-S-H-A-J-J-A-N-E. -A -A -E. um, ladies Night is ladies at Ladies Night FC. Um, I'm on Twitch as well, Professor High Kick on Twitch. Um, at me, say hi, whatever you want to say. You know, I'm willing. I'm I'll sweep back. I promise. <laughs> and I love to have you in the streams. We always talk about stuff, anything and everything, FGC wise, life wise. And I play some Tekken with you too. She meant she'll whoop on you at Tekken, but she will play with <laughs> you. Oh, <yeah. laughs> 
She just didn't want to say it. She didn't no, she was being polite. <laughs> like <laughs> she's being polite. Um, Anna, I you're guess- next. Next. Oh, then yeah, go ahead. Either one. I was trying to do it in order, but oh, <laughs> go in order. No, I, it's I, fine. It's fine. It's it's just the okay. order in my head. You know, you'd be like, okay, left, right. Go ahead. Well. You can just find me on any social media at SMGX Princess, except for Twitter, which is SMGX Princess IRL. I make pretty good content. I like my own content, which is kind of weird, isn't it? Like, I like watching I my own videos. It's so weird. Um, but yeah. I, I feel like I put a lot of effort into my videos and everything. And I, I feel like m- the majority of the FGC would like my videos if they gave it a chance. So go check it out. Yeah, of course. Your videos are really good. Like, Definitely, definitely give Thank these ladies, you. definitely yeah. give them a check on on all their social media. You can find me on twitch.tv slash nymphiax. My name is pretty much everywhere. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Facebook. It's mostly, uh, it's mostly cosplay stuff and then FGC and tournament stuff in between. So I do a little bit of both. Awesome. Yeah, I be watching my own videos and laughing. Like, <laughs> you think <laughs> I, I was a comedian. Yeah, like, because the other day, one of my latest videos, um, I'm showing you how to use a key puller because I didn't know how to use one on my mechanical Oh, I saw keyboard. that. <laughs> and I'm sitting here like, these people are not going to take me serious at all because I was struggling, but I was like, post it. Because you watch other people. One, I like to remake content just so people can see like a black face. Like I, that's like my yeah. thing to do these days, just to be like, okay, uh, because you know you go on there and you see all these non-black people talking, and then they're like, "Hi, my name is Janae, and when I was born, my mom did this." And if you guys could just give me a like and a follow, and before we get into that, I actually want to tell you about my second grade memory. Okay, here's how you do this. And you're just like, <laughs> okay, so yeah, I tried to get straight and quick to the point. I'm Janae Bonet everywhere. If you remember how to spell my name, you can Google it. One of my latest tags is Natural Hair Gamer. I do a lot of fun stuff. Uh, I stream, and me and SMG Princess are on the same team, Equinox. Um, so shout out to them because Emily is dope. And we got some other dope people on there as well. And I just want to thank Spawn on Me for allowing me to take over. See, I didn't do anything crazy. I just came here and I behaved myself and I got the content out. And that's what we wanted to do today. So I just want to thank you all for watching and follow everybody you see. Oh, thank you. You're making me blush. You see a little red under my cheeks. Um, yes, thank you so much. And I appreciate all of you. Bye. Thank you for having us. Bye. Having us. Thank you.